0: Greetings and welcome to the Marriage Chronicles. This is your girl Naila and because I am unaware of what time you are listening to this, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you. So today for me is Friday, July 9th, 2021. It is about 946 a.m. and I am currently working so if you hear the Tapping of my keys, the click-clack of my mouse, or the rolling of my chair. Know that that is what I am doing. So today I am calling. I'm not calling. What am I? (laughs) Y'all, I guess I think I'm leaving a voicemail, okay? But uh, anyway, today this episode is basically just a year update um, because yesterday marked a year since my husband uh, five almost six years now uh six years next month um has left and i must say that yesterday i i actually saw the date but i really didn't think about it like i kind of anticipated the date uh beforehand but then when the date got here yesterday it was just like i really you know didn't didn't realize, even though I was typing it all day at work and looking at the date, uh, all day at work, it didn't snap. It didn't click to me that, uh, it was a year, uh, anniversary of the date that my husband walked away and left. So, um, I'd say it was probably about midday. No, not midday it was it was getting towards the evening it was probably about it was still afternoon it was probably about uh five o'clock in the afternoon i just became really irritated and i did not know what was going on but i was kind of flashing you know what i mean on my son and it was over little bitty stuff i was nitpicking him over tiny things and i was irritated and i was just like uh, I mean it could also have to do with the fact that <laughs> the air conditioner here at my house has gone, and so I'm waiting for uh repairs to be done uh to replace the unit, but you know on top of that i just- i I was just really irritable all of a sudden and I couldn't explain why I was nitpicking him so much and He said this comment, like, you know, because he'll be, he'll be 18 at the end of this month. And he was like, man, I can't wait till I turn 18. I'm not going to hardly be here. People don't like me and this and that. And I was just like, hold on now, wait a minute. You know, this is just today. Me and you have been getting along just fine. Like I'm just irritated. And when I, when, when, when I thought about that, like I'm irritated, why am I irritated? And I was like, oh, I happened to do something and saw the date and was like, wow, this is the one year anniversary of him walking away from me. He has literally been away from me for a year now. And that reality just really started to play with me. Um, And I, and I kind of wanted to, it's just like, I kind of felt myself falling into this slight sadness. And right at that moment, I had went into my phone because I had started thinking, just thinking about it. And I was like, wow. And it just, it started sinking into me. He's really gone. He's been gone for a year now, you know? So many people have told me, girl, just, girl, just move on just this and that. But my response to that is how do you just move on to the next? When you went into this relationship with forever in mind, as long as I'm alive, or as long as you're alive, as long as we're both alive, we're going to be together in this marriage. So how do you go from that to that? It didn't work. Oh, well. And, and, and that has really been bothering me. And it's not just my marriage. I have other family members who are facing divorce or facing their spouse acting a plum fool and wilding out and just All of a sudden, I don't want to be here no more. I don't want to be with you. I want to go be, I want to be free. I want to go get somebody else. And for me, I think that is the most selfish, most misguided thing to do. Because the thing about it is, it's it's not that you need a new person. It's that you and the person who you vowed to be here with forever needs to work it out. And you need to get over yourself and these feelings of, oh, I want something new. This is broke. Give me another one, God. Like, how dare we go to God like that? You know, we come to God and we present, we we find someone and we come before God and man. And we say, hey, God, bless this union. You know, and we say all these promises and all these things that we're going to do. And then however long later, decide it's broke. It can't be fixed. I'm out. It's broke. I don't want to fix it. I don't care about it being fixed. I'm out, you know, because I think anything can be fixed. Um, Is it going to be work? Yes. And is it going to be hard at that? Yes. Um, Most people are just not willing to do the work. And it's, it's so frustrating to me because I feel like why say the things at the altar when it feels good why say these things when when later on and i've said this you guys this has been my point for the longest you you all who have been listening to me you know consistently know how i feel about saying things you don't mean and that's in the in a good way and a bad way you're saying things that you don't mean like which is another reason why people should go cool off and not talk when they're angry because things can come out. You can say things that you don't mean. You can say things that you're thinking that 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 will be hurtful, that if you had time to really just cool down and think about it, maybe you would just say it in a more tender, nicer way. It's not to say you don't mean it, but the way that you're saying it can be scarring can be diminishing, can diminish that person, make that person feel lower and break them down and feel worthless. We're not supposed to, you know, tell other people that they're worthless. There's there's scriptures in the Bible, you know, that confirm that. We're not supposed to inflict that type of that type of wordage on other people. Um but we do it sometimes when we're mad, you know. Um and, and I don't know. I just I just feel like if you don't mean it, don't say it. Like I'm even writing a song about that. Like don't say it. I was listening to, um, well, I wasn't listening to it as a Christian gray song. I don't know if you all know who Christian gray is. Um, I don't even know what to call him at this point. I think he came out as a Christian artist before, but you know, when people start tripping and wilding out and then they say something like, well, I never said that I was like a Christian artist. I'm a Christian who's an artist, you know, they start trying to disconnect and, and compromise, you know, and, and say certain things. Um, but I remember a song of his and, and I believe it was called, um, dang, I'm trying to remember the name of that song. Uh, it's a Christian Grey, "The Owl of You." That's what it's called. Um, let me see. I'm I'm gonna look up the lyrics because you guys, this song came into my mind and I was singing it, and then I I got mad. <laughs> I got mad, you guys, because this man was married. Um, he was married and and um he's now divorced and and married to I believe one of his fans. I believe it was a fan that that hit him up or whatever. But in his previous marriage before he had a song called Isle of You. Um and these are the lyrics. Hey miss amazing. This was him him saying this to his wife. Hey miss amazing, you blow my mind. Beautiful lady if you don't mind. Actually, I'm going to I'm going to try to attempt to sing it you know it's not gonna be great but that's all right just you just gonna get the the gist of it it goes hey miss amazing you've on my mind Beautiful lady, if you don't mind I'd like to get away, sunset in view Stay here forever on the high, I love you I'll hold you dear, give you your roses While you're still here, you take my breath away My words are few, just so forever I love and i'm trying to think of how the verse goes but it says and lord knows i deserve nothing but i've got everything yes i do flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone baby he knows i'm no good alone and you bring out the best in me let me tell you about the way you make me feel and then he goes back into the, hey, Miss Amazing, you blow my mind. Beautiful lady, if you don't mind. I like to get away, sunset in view. Stay here forever on the I love you. I'll hold you dear. Give you your roses while you're still here. You take my breath away. My words are few. Just know forever I love you. And then it says, you've got such a natural perfume, love. Smile like a spring afternoon, yeah. Oh, serving you is what I live for. What a joy it is to hold you in my arms. Thank you, Jesus. In the age of marriage, we can take our time. Honeymoon is over, but honey, sun still shines. Some things really last forever, like our love. Each day is like a rose. I suppose we should grab it smell the tenderness of intimate passion and every rose has thorns but we can bleed together looking in your eyes during pain and happy times the spring of laughter dies just know you take up my breath away oh yes you do i'll always treasure the isle of you and then it says um uh how does that part go Uh, oh you. You are my heart until the day death do us part. I'm staying on thee. I love you. So take me where no one else can go. You are my garden. I'll help you grow until forever. I love you. Then it goes, um, I'm going to love you for the rest of my life. I'm going to be right by your side. Oh, baby, let's learn together. Learn together. Just a little bit of loving and making every day, baby. See, and I'm going to cherish it until I'm gone. Just think of me as your soldier. I'll always fight for you. I want you to be everything God made you to be. Oh, have he said, so I'm staying on the out of you and i thought of that song and it made me mad i know people make mistakes and i know that not all marriages last but when people are saying these things which marriage is supposed to last let's 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 just get that straight. The only reason why I bring up that I know that all marriages don't work and whatever else, because I know sometimes it's out of our hands what the other person is wanting or willing to do or not to do. I know it's out of our hands or whatever, but when a person says all this stuff in the moment, you best believe you are held accountable for every, we're going to have to give an account to God, everything that we've said and done, everything, even the things we don't mean, even the things that we said is, oh, it was just a joke. We're going to have to give an account for that. You sat here and you said, <laughs> ah, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be right by your side. Until the day death, until the day death do us part, I'm staying on the I love you. So take me where no one else can go. You are my garden; I'll help you grow. I'm staying on the I love you. Where's he at? He's not on the aisle of her now. He's on the aisle of one of his fans that got in his inbox. And now he's with her with a whole nother baby and a whole nother life. So what happened to these words? What happened to the words that you said in front of God and man, and you had a witness there to sign it. And you said all these things. What is the point The word of God says it's better to not make a vow at all than to make one and to break it. It's better to just stay silent. But no, no, no. You decided to declare your love and say this and that. And you guys, I know that this is repetitive, the things that I'm saying, but it's like nobody's getting it. Nobody sees it. People people look at me like I'm absolutely looney tunes. Looney tunes. When I say... That that is still my husband, even though he's been gone for a year, has not reached out to me for a year. You guys, this is worse. For better or for worse, this is worse. That my husband has departed and in a very, like, hurtful way, the way he did it. It was a very rough tearing away that he did. It was very harsh. So it's like to sit here and for people not to get the fact of of me still sitting here being faithful to him, even though he's not here, regardless of what he does, I said these things to God. I said these things. So for me to go out here frolicking and doing whatever, and because I just feel like it, look here, let me tell you something. If you If you are a real follower of Christ, you know that your feelings don't even, your feelings don't even matter. And I mean it in a way like if there's something that you're supposed to do, you feeling like I don't feel like doing this does not take the responsibility away from you to do it. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what I mean by your feelings don't matter. Feelings do not outweigh what you're supposed to do. What you have your word has been set to imagine if god did the same thing to us how hurtful would that be how discouraging would that be how worthless would you feel how much hope would you have then if your father who is in heaven gave you all of these promises just to say never mind you're getting on my nerves now i'm out i'm out you you're not even worth working with like you're not even worth it. I'm tired of wasting my time on you. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, why do we get to do it? And and, 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 and stop it with the, I'm, I'm just human. You being human means that you're going to make mistakes. But it does not in any way like a sponge, like like sponge away what you said or what your responsibilities are. it does not regardless of how you feel those things are still intact those things are still there you're still held to it just because you don't feel like doing it today means nothing at the end of the day jesus didn't feel like getting up there and dying on that cross for you but he did it and for anybody who wants to dispute that go read go read go read matthew Go read all those little, those Matthew, Mark, Luke. Go read those. Go read it. Because he went to our heavenly father and he said, God, if there's anything that you can do to make this cup pass. Oh, God. But nevertheless, nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. See, he knew when he came down here, he knew what what he was supposed to do. He knew that he was sent here from our heavenly father with a mission in mind. He knew he was going to have to die, right? He knew, he knew, and he came down here. And just because he got into a human body and those human characteristics and desires and, and things started to kick in and he desired no longer to die. He desired not to die anymore. Doesn't mean that it, that, that he didn't I mean he didn't he could have chose not to do it. But he was obedient and he did the right thing. He knew that being obedient to the father was the bigger thing. And for me, regardless of who wants to look at me crazy, how people want to look at me, what is he doing? Well, I have no clue what my husband is doing, just to be honest. But let's 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 keep it like this. Look regardless of what he's doing. I love God. I love God. And, and I love, I've, I've come to a point of loving myself. And I know that even if I got to a point where I just felt like, oh, I cannot stand this man. I love God enough to do right by him, by God and and say, God, I I'm, I'm still married. I'm still married. There have been no divorce papers put on my step. I have not left the resident that we, the residence that we came into, that we picked out together. I am still here. No, um, I, I, I'm. I, I'm not running. My telephone number is the same. So, since there has not been any type of legal action going on. I am still committed to that man regardless of where he's at or what he's doing. My responsibility to God, myself, and my husband, the things that I said, regardless of what my husband wants to do or doesn't want to do, I still have to be accountable for what I said. Okay, maybe he doesn't care about what he said. I don't know if he does or if he doesn't. But by his actions, it seems like he doesn't care what he said. Me, on the other hand, I'm married. I am married. And as long as I'm married, I will be faithful to my husband. It has been a year, yeah, since he's been gone. And I have been faithful to my husband. I've been faithful. Um, the entire year that he's been gone, I have not had any type of emotional affairs or anything or any type of affair. I am and have always been faithful to my husband and will continue as long as he's my husband. And when people don't understand that or when people feel disappointed that I'm actually doing that, it makes me feel a bit disappointed in the fact that they seem to only care about feelings. We have to make sure we are not just running around here in our feelings, you guys, and people seem to get offended when I say "get out your feelings." Prime example: I had some unauthorized um, transactions come out of my card, and because of that, I was not able to. I, I have I haven't been able to get any groceries in the house for my children. I was waiting for this deposit to hit and i was waiting all day yesterday kept checking my account like okay it says that that the deposit was received and usually a day later you know it's here but it just kept saying zero 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 so today i decided okay naila let's get on here and let's um just just go through your card transactions and see what it says, because it's saying that you received it on yesterday, but you clearly didn't receive anything. So I listened to my card transactions and there was over $54 of unauthorized transactions on my card or taken off of my card. So I called, I was really upset because that little bit of child support that I get, it's a tiny bit, about 50 to $60. In between checks, that is what gets groceries, a few groceries in the house until payday. And so I called. The first person who answered the phone, I could not understand what they were saying. There was some type of connection issue. And... So I told them, uh, ma'am, I'm sorry, I cannot understand what you're saying. And she immediately went into, like, placing the blame back on me, like, take me off a speakerphone. I'm like, ma'am, you are not on speakerphone. It was like a real raggedy connection. It sounded like, I don't know if anybody is the age frame where you had a home phone at some point, And if there was a short in that cord sometimes, it could cause you to have, like, all this interference or something like, you know, on your line. And I was telling her, ma'am, you know, it's not on my end. And so she was asking me for things. Okay, let me get your social. And I'm like, can you say that again? I can't understand you. And so she's like, you know, repeating it. So I, I repeat it back to her. Then she just hangs up on me. I'm like, really? Okay, I'm gonna call back again. I'll call back again. Soon as the person answers, and there is a process before I get to a live agent, you guys, so remember that too, so I'm already irritated. Call again, and um the person had a connection issue, like the last person, and I'm like, "I'm sorry, can I cannot hear you like is there is there is there any way like this this is the second person I've talked to? Boop hangs up. I don't know i call again a man answers the phone after the long process of going through trying to get to an agent i get to an agent and i'm like sir you know everyone's had connection issues is there any way you know i don't know whatever boop hangs up i am hot at this point but i'm trying to still be calm and i talk to somebody I get the lady, and as soon as she comes on, her connection is bad. And I'm like, ma'am, excuse me, look here. I have talked to three other people. I think it was three people before. Her. I've talked to three other people before you, and I've gotten hung up on. And I'm asking that 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 you, you know, are able to help me and not hang up on me. Ma'am, what is your social? Like, she just is already in her feelings because I'm, I'm like saying, ma'am, please don't hang up on me, you know? And so I'm talking to her and I said, there are some unauthorized charges on my account, you know? So she's just really like stern, like just, okay. All right. Social. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. And so, um, I've already listened to the transactions, the unauthorized transactions that have come out of my account each time I call back after the phone has been disconnected. So I'm aware of the charges that have come out. I don't need you to read it back to me. And even if you are trying to read it back to me, just just listen to what I have to say. I'm calling in. So she's like, so these are the these are the transactions that come. You authorized. Ma'am. No, I did not author. You authorized a PayPal amount of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, ma'am, no, I didn't. It says here, and I'm like, ma'am, can you, ma'am, ma'am. She's like, just listen to me. I'm trying to tell you that you authorized, you pre-authorized before this deposit came through, you pre-authorized the PayPal to come out. Of your account. I said, ma'am, ma'am, no, I didn't. Ma- She's like, can you just listen to me? I'm like, can you just listen to me? Like, I'm trying to tell you, okay, you just said, ma'am, that I authorized. A- no, I didn't say, no, I didn't say the system is saying. I'm like, ma'am, ma'am, can you get out your feelings for just a moment? I have been trying to get this through to you that I did not authorize. She said, I see now you said three other people hung up on you. I see now why they hung up on you. I said, whoa, what are you serious? So you're going to say that I'm the reason why people have been hanging up on me. You're justifying ugly actions. You're justifying it. You're justifying being hung up on by saying it's me. So you're you're putting the blame back on me. And then When I started talking, she hung up on me. Y'all, I was so flaming hot. I was so flaming hot. And I called the next person. And I said, sir, before you even start talking, I have been hung up on four different times. The last lady accused me of it being my own fault that I got hung up on four times, even though the last people it seemed like it was connection issues. I... And my voice started shaking, you guys. I felt like I was going to cry. And I actually did on that phone in that moment. Because, you know, when you're trying, to, like, I don't know why people think being humble is easy. That's not easy. Being meek is definitely not something that's weak. Being meek is, is very challenging, especially when you're talking to people who are the complete opposite of what you're trying to be you know, and I don't know what's going on with people, why people feel like they have to be in their feelings, especially if you know that I'm calling about some transactions that I did not authorize. And then you say you authorize and you, how are you accusing me when I'm calling to dispute it, ma'am? I did not. So when I talked to the next man, he was like, ma'am, I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry. I, I what can, How can I help you? And I talked to him as calm as I could. Because I felt like I was going to lose it. But it wasn't his fault. So I couldn't, you know what I mean, get mad at him. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. And you guys, it took everything in me once I got off the phone. Everything in me. I was in a bad mood. I was in a teary mood. I I I was frustrated. And I felt like I couldn't do any work. And in that moment. I thought, you know what, God, you know what, God, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to bless this person anyway. I'm going to bless her. I'm going to speak blessings over her day and not cursings. Pray she has a blessed day. You know, I had to get out of my feelings because I was about to just be in my feelings today. Because, you know, anybody know, and that was the very start of my day. So anybody knows when you first start out and somebody then tested you at the beginning, sometimes that can carry on throughout your entire day. But you guys, we got to get out of our feelings. We got to be, we got to stop being such filly people who, oh, my feelings, my feelings. Because sometimes our feelings do not. Feelings are important. So please don't think that I'm saying that your feelings don't matter, but they definitely don't excuse you from your responsibilities. They don't excuse you from keeping your word. Nothing like that. Do you get what I'm saying? And my my thing is, if I am a follower of Christ, I have to present myself in a way. Um that represents him well, which is what I was trying to do on the call today when I was talking to that lady, and regardless of whatever feeling that she wants to have, it doesn't excuse me um, having to try to speak to her properly and not disrespect her. Um, same thing with my husband, regardless of what he does. It doesn't excuse me from having to be faithful to him. I still have to be faithful to my husband. Still do. Still do. He's been gone for a year, but I am still married to that man. I gave my vows, I gave my word. I signed I signed a document. I signed a document and had witnesses sign the document, he signed the document as well. So regardless of if he feels like being a husband today or not, he's still a husband. And regardless of if I feel like being a wife today or not, I still have to be a wife because I'm a wife, I'm married. And when people don't understand that and people say, oh, I'm disappointed that you're sitting around waiting around for this man or I'm disappointed of this and that, I'm disappointed for you. Why are you disappointed for me? You should, if anything, if anything, you should be happy that I'm willing to put my feelings aside long enough to honor God in my words, honor God in my actions, you know, guys, this, this, this subject here is, it's a trying one, which is the reason why I have just stopped trying to explain myself to people here lately. If they don't get it, they just don't get it. If they choose to do whatever and act in their feelings, that's on them. But as for me in my house, as for me in my house, we don't serve the Lord okay so that's my update um i'm I'm still sitting i'm still here i'm still here that is just basically it in a nutshell i'm still here you guys still being faithful still sitting here like okay my husband called me tomorrow that's that's my husband if my husband called me today that's still my husband you know, I felt, I felt really disturbed a bit yesterday for a little bit because I was, I got in my feelings again, like, so this Negro going to stay here and say all these things to me, then leave exactly 30 days before our anniversary. So then I'll have to sit here through the anniversary of him leaving. And then a very month later, you know, um, just think about the fact that this this would have been our sixth year. And, and it is our sixth year of marriage next month. It is. Because we're still married. Now, regardless of, 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 of whatever he's out here doing, and I don't know. I don't know. He's going to be held accountable for that. He's going to be ac- held accountable for how he is handling this. You know, just like I'm going to be held accountable for how I handle it. So people can sit over here and think I'm just being stupid over my husband or whatever, whatever. But hey, look here, look at it however you want to look at it. But I have a responsibility as a wife to remain faithful, to remain, you know, hey, I just, hey, to just be here for better or for worse sickness and in health till death do us part i have a responsibility to be here and i don't know you know how all of this is going to play out what's going to happen on this date and that date and when something is going to change and i don't know all i can do is wait wait up on the lord that's all i'm doing i'm waiting on the lord to tell me what's next. Anyway, that is my update you guys. Um, I hope everyone's having a blessed and wonderful day. Y'all remember please to keep your attitudes in check. Stay out your feelings. Feelings are not something you should be controlled by. No. Self-control is what we're supposed to have according to the word of God. So keep your attitudes in check. Stay out your feelings. And until next time, peace. Have Instagram? Follow me at the Marriage Chronicles underscore for updates on when new episodes are available and much more. See you there.